0: Hi guys and welcome back to the second part of a series on the economy of eve online. I am so grateful for all of the fantastic comments left by the eve community and regular channel viewers on the last video, not only because it is nice to be recognized for putting these videos together, but also because it gives me the excuse to make another video on eve online, which is just fantastic because it is so interesting. There is one big problem with eve, that is a common occurrence throughout most massively multiplayer online games. leveling up gathering resources, and most importantly, earning in-game money is most commonly done through a series of very repetitive and very tedious tasks. Any savvy economist or anybody who has read the video title might be putting two and two together here and realizing that machines are really good at doing repetitive and tedious tasks and so they may just make the world's best MMO player. In the last video we looked at this amazing document produced by the developers of EVE online called the Monthly Economic Report. In this document, there is a section that lists how all money is created and destroyed in the game. This is commonly referred to as a currency faucet and a currency sink respectively. The largest source of ISK, the in-game currency, is from this section here, bounty prizes. For non-EVE players, what this means is that a player will fly their spaceship to a group of hostile NPCs, kill them and get a cash prize directly debited into their in-game wallet every 20 minutes. Now there are certainly players that will hunt these bounty prizes themselves by actually playing the game but it is incredibly easy to instead just write a program that will fly to these groups of NPCs, kill them and then move on to the next group while keeping an eye out for anybody who might want to hunt them. This issue of botting or using robots to play a video game is actually forbidden by the game developers and anybody found doing it will be banned from the game. But it is incredibly hard to police And even if the account does get banned, it is easy to set up a new one and just start botting all over again. What this means is that at any time in the EVE Online universe, there are teams of robots printing money 24 hours a day, 365 days a year through these bounty prizes. Unsurprisingly, this has caused inflation in the EVE economy. And while it is not at an alarming level to the point where it is ruining gameplay just yet, it is well beyond what you want to be seeing in your economy running at about a 10% inflation rate per year over the last 5 years. For reference, most modern nations try to keep their inflation rate between 2 and 3%. A quick side note is that these downticks in the cash supply here in EVE Online were caused by the closing of player-run casinos. Yep, that's right, EVE Online had fully staffed and player-operated space casinos. But anyway. The game developer has actually taken some pretty serious steps within the last few weeks to address the issue of botting in this game, making changes that will make it a lot harder for these robots to detect hostile ships coming to attack them. This is likely to see a large scale reduction in the amount of botting taking place, but at the end of the day, it's an arms race of the botters versus the game developers. Okay, so EVE Online is definitely anti-robot. Let's just say for example that developers overseeing the economy of a different massively multiplayer game did not take action like this against botting. Hypothetically let's just say to be silly that they actively encouraged it and took steps to make it easier to automate things in this game. What would that kind of game look like? Well let's just run with this idea and call our hypothetical game Reality Offline. In this game automation has become a larger and larger part of the economy because while bots aren't perfect. They are consistent and scalable and a lot cheaper than using real life players. Let's say that in this economy the game developers do not allow individual players to produce their own currency and that they control all of the faucets and sinks for their in-game currency. Well, what is an enterprising bot developer to do if they can't farm currency all day? Maybe they will instead produce items that can be traded at the game's auction house. Well this actually has the opposite effect on the inflation rate to what we have seen earlier. Okay fair warning here comes the educational part of this video, those of you who are just here to see cool spaceships feel free to click away now. So inflation despite what most people assume is not actually a measure of how much money there is floating around an economy but rather how expensive things are. This is measured using the consumer price index which is a selection of goods and services picked out to be indicative of a standard households budget, it will include things like groceries, fuel, electricity, rent, and a whole lot of other things that would normally give an idea of the general price level of stuff in an economy. If the price of these selections of goods goes up, that is inflation. And if it goes down, that is deflation. Simple enough. If you print a whole lot of money, that means that there will be more money flying around, which means more people are able to buy stuff at any given price, which means more demand, which means higher prices, which means inflation. This is what we have seen in eve online, with the teams of robots printing money through these bounty prizes. But in reality offline, you can't print money remember, and instead you have to produce goods with your robots. So this does the opposite, the same amount of money is floating around with more goods being produced, which means more supply at any given price level, which means lower prices, which means deflation now we have probably all heard horror stories about hyperinflation in countries like venezuela zimbabwe and post-war germany the pictures of people bringing in wheelbarrows of cash to pay for a loaf of bread will haunt most economists dreams but what most people don't realize is that deflation can be just as bad if not worse for an economy which doesn't really make sense on paper goods getting cheaper how is that a bad thing well To explain this, we must turn to the holy John Maynard Keynes, probably the most influential economist in history. He noted that there were problems with both inflation and deflation. Inflation is really bad because it makes things unaffordable, reducing demand, it ruins people's savings, and means that people will not want to trade in your currency knowing that it is going to be worth less in the future. This is simple enough to understand. But deflation is also bad. If money is buying more and more every single day, it discourages people from buying anything. Knowing that the $1000 in their bank account might buy a car today, but could buy a house in a years time, means that they will just hold on to their money and not spend it, or invest it, or employ anybody, or do anything that actually makes an economy tick. Keynes concluded that inflation is actually the lesser of the two evils, if kept to a controlled level, and that is why today, The world's overdeveloped countries target a 2-3% inflation rate. Evil 9 is a great model to look at to see how economic changes like automation or policy changes like restricting automation will affect a real-life economy. The similarities are staggering and little model economies like this are likely to tell us more than we realise about what our own future will look like. Thanks for watching guys, I hope you enjoyed this follow up video, as always I have left my email in the video description and I do my very best to reply to any comments that you may have. If you did enjoy, please consider liking and subscribing.